I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. You found me. My little teensy-weensy speck on the interwebs. My name is Bill Flanagan, and my show is titled, I'm Not Mad, I'm Just Irritated. And this is something you need to know about me. I'm really not mad. I'm just genuinely irritated in almost all of you. The way you drive, the way you park, the way you push your aisle down the grocery store, the way you stand in front of the soda machines and fill up your drinks, you know, the way that you just are oblivious to the people around you. That's you, that's, that's almost all of you, except for a, a very small percentage. So listen, um, God, what's an, what an adventure I've, I've been having. I got, I got things to say. We got we to do deep dive into episode 76, brought to you by GoFundMe. Not really, but I do have a GoFundMe story. Um, man, I don't even know where to begin. How many of you guys have donated to a GoFundMe campaign? I'm not talking about Kickstarter where you're, you're, you're supporting an artist or you're getting a product. I'm talking about you're just giving money basically to charity. So now it's like somebody died and they can't pay their bills or somebody's sick and they can't pay their bills or somebody's house burnt down and they didn't have insurance. And it's all this craziness or send my kids to nationals, which you should not ever go fund me for that. That's just ridiculous. If you can't afford to send your kids to nationals for your baseball or twirling team, then you shouldn't be doing it. Um, so I, I donated to a GoFundMe recently because you know what? I'm a nice guy and I, I've done that occasionally. I've probably done it three times this year already. Is that a lot? Three? It's probably more than you, you bastards. So anyway, this person I knew years ago and have not kept up with, but hence our Facebook friends, horrible tragedy in their family, which I will not get into because it's private and it's personal and it really doesn't matter, but just think it was bad. And somebody, not them, some loving friend or family member started a GoFundMe page to raise some money for the family during this time. Um, I think they wanted, it was five figures, low five figures, but I thought, you know, I know I haven't talked to this person in ages. Uh, We used to be pals. This is horrible. I'm going to donate. So I, I click on the link and you know, there's, Here's the thing. It's like, I'm not giving you a thousand bucks because I don't have it. If I had it, I'd give it to you. I'm not even going to give you a hundred bucks because it's a big chunk out of my monthly budget. And frankly, I'm a retired school teacher, so just deal. So I thought, what's the amount I can give? Like, you can't give $5 and you can't give $10 and you can't give $20. Really, the smallest amount I think you can give on a GoFundMe page, in my opinion, is $25. It'd be preferable for you to go 50, but eh, things were tight this month. Had a couple doctor bills, had some vet bills, had to get my oil changed. There's, there was no cushion, so it's like, you're getting 
here's my mistake. I should have donated anonymously. There's a place where you can click a button to be anonymous. And I didn't click it. And I didn't think much of it at the time. What I was thinking is, man, you're such a good person. You're such a good human for giving your hard-earned money to this needy person out of the goodness of your heart. That's what I was thinking. I was patting myself on the back. So I gave, like I said, what I thought was the minimum, $25. Send. And then I go, oh, I want to see how, how they're doing on this campaign. And they were doing great. They were almost at their goal. And I'm scrolling through the donations. And it's a few thousand dollars. Several five hundred. Lots and lots of hundreds. Almost no fifties. Maybe one or two. Guess who had the smallest monetary pledge of the whole campaign? Right next to their name. Bill Flanagan. 25, 25 proud dollars. There were people that donated thousands. A thousand dollars that remained anonymous, but no, not me. I had to proudly give my $25. I've never been so regretful of helping out a charity case or helping somebody out. I instantly wish I could have brought it back. Cause you know, you're saying, oh, fucking Flanagan gave 25 bucks, that's it? Instead of saying, oh, that was nice of Bill Flanagan to give $25, we haven't seen him in decades. They're gonna look at me like white trash garbage because of my pittance of a donation, my pathetic attempt at helping. I wish I would have given nothing and moved along because frankly, I'm embarrassed at, at myself. I've embarrassed myself with my $25 donation. Is it my fault? Yes. Why? Because I tried to do something nice. I tried to do something nice and it shit on my face. Just like it always does. I hate myself. $25. Uh, speaking of money. And $25. No, it has nothing to do with that amount. But there's <clears throat> a dirty little secret in teaching. Now, if you're a teacher... There's really two ways that you can get fired immediately. Okay, three. One, inappropriate relationship with a student. You see it all the time in high school. Two, stealing funds from the school or from your department or from whatever booster club. You steal money, you're gone. Third is coming to work under the influence. Maybe you snorted a couple lines of cocaine and you left a little powder on your mustache, you're gone. Maybe you come in smelling like a brewery, gone. That's it. You could be pretty much a crappy teacher and you're not gonna get fired. And I'll tell you why. One, it's part of their job to make you better. They gotta train you. They don't really do it. They'll find a reason to fire you. They'll put you on a growth plan, you'll be done. But it's hard to get fired as a teacher. I never did any of those things, obviously, because I'm a good human. I donated $25 to go fund me, for Christ's sake. I just told you. But I did have a, one little scam I used to run. And I would say over the years that I taught, I made hmm, probably thousands of dollars. So here's, here's what it is. It wasn't illegal. I didn't do anything wrong. Was it unethical? I don't know. 
I played by the rules. So here's the deal. You remember scholastic books? They'd bring the book fair to the library or your teacher would pass out book order forms. It came once a month. Arrow book orders. I think the younger ones had tab book orders. They're all scholastic books. And the books are cheap there. Cheaper than you can get them in a bookstore, cheaper than you can get them at the book fair. They always had a dollar book every month, maybe two. And if, if you gave these book orders to your kids and sent in a book order, you got points, teacher points, like reward system. Just like if you went to Torchy's and got some free tacos on their reward system, which I did the other day and got half a queso. So you got points, and they were your points to do whatever the F you wanted to do with them. At the beginning of the year, the first, first book order was key. Everyone's back at school, everyone's excited to learn, everyone's excited for books that last very little, a very little, very short period of time. So you pass that and you just pump it up. Book orders, these are great. And then I would always go through the books that I liked, books I had read. And sure enough, man, that first book order at the beginning of the year when everyone's all bright and shiny, it would probably be between two and $300. There were times at the end of the year where maybe they were 25 to $50. But that first one was key, and I'll tell you why. The first one, they wanted to hook everybody. First one of the year. So they would give you like quadruple points bonus points and the more you bought the more points tiers you got so you could get like 10,000 points five to ten thousand points on that first order alone okay now if I wanted to go buy a book with points which you can do some of the books are you know at the time 25 points 50 points 100 points but sometimes you could get box sets let's say it was the uh Oh, what's the Mockingjay or whatever that's called? That box set. Maybe that was 200 points or maybe 500 points. I can't remember. It was a, a little chunk. So here's what I would do. I would rat hole these points. And I would get thousands and thousands of points. <clears throat> what I used to do is, when I was a young teacher is I'd use those points. I'd buy books and I'd have a class library. But after a while, you got you know, a shelf full of library books. It is what it is. You don't need any more. So what I would do is I would order usually box sets like Twilight or whatever with points. And there were times I might be ordering 10 box sets. But then I'd take those box sets home that I purchased with my reward points. I didn't, I didn't spend the money to earn them, but they know that. And I would sell those box sets on eBay for between 20 and 30 bucks. Usually 20 bucks. I think in the bookstores it might be, you know, 29.99 or 30 bucks, 30 39.99. They were they were pricey, but this classic's cheap. And I would sell them on eBay and I'd, I'd probably profit 15 to 20 bucks each time. But I did that dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And I'd pocket the money. It's my points. I didn't take any money from anybody. Now do they want you to do that? No. They absolutely do not. In fact, one time, they sent me, I don't know if it was a letter or an email, but they said, we think you are buying these and reselling them on the secondary market. And we, that is against our policy. My thought process was, I don't give a shit. If I go to Ford and buy me an F-150 and turn around and sell it, that's my fucking truck. These are my fucking books. I can do what I want. You don't want me to do it? Don't sell me your fucking books. This is America. We resell everything. 
I did not respond to that. But you know what I did the next time? I ordered some more. And guess what? They sent them to me. What do they care what I do with them? For all they know, we could be having, you know, book club with these books. What do they care? I could be giving them away as prizes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. But I did not respond, and they kept sending them to me. My idea was, you know what? Don't send them to me then. Don't give me points then. I'll quit handing out your book orders. I don't give a shit. Fuck off. Okay. I did that for probably the last 10 years of my career. So I had my class set of books. I had my library. I didn't need any more books. So I bought stuff. I almost saved enough for a mini refrigerator, but I realized the mini refrigerator I can go to Walmart and get for like, I don't know, 60 bucks, maybe cheaper, 50 bucks back then. I'm not spending, you know, 50,000 points on it. Probably, it'd probably get damaged in shipping anyway, but they had all kinds of stuff in their catalog besides books. You can get die cuts and paper cutters and just all kinds of little trinkets. It was, it was fun. Go a little shopping in there. It was like green stamps. If I got green stamps back in the day from Piggly Wiggly and I sold my green stamps to my neighbor, Piggly Wiggly can just go fuck right off if they didn't like it. Same thing. So you'll have to decide. Did I do something wrong? Well, obviously not. Okay, guys, you know what time it is? Gosh, this... I just told you two premium stories. Premium quality content right there. About book orders. And the other... <laughs> the, oh, the, the donation. Couldn't even remember. Gosh, the Zymers. All right, man, let's get, let's get to the Chalky Chalk Report. Brought to you by... You know who. Chalky Chalk Scale. Chalky Chalk Report brought to you by Dr. Paul Berg. He's a proud sponsor of my podcast and specifically this segment on my knees, which you all know and love as the Chalky Chalk Report. You can find him, General GP, General Practitioner, Georgetown, Round Rock, Scott and Mike Group. You know what he's going to do. He's going to land your boils and your, he's going to put putty on those lesions. You got a sore throat, you got some COVID, I'll take care of you. He's got all the balms and salves and ointments that you could possibly need. He's got injectables, things you can inject into you. He'll take good care of you. So the knees, you know what I've been, I can't remember if I told you this or not, but I've been putting the CBD oil stick on my knees at night. Just go around each kneecap gently and lovingly. And then got to fight Leroy off because he wants to lick it off. I, it's, I can't imagine, but apparently that's a thing. My knees feel good. My knees feel great for right now. So we're going to go half a stick and we're grateful. Gosh, I had two blowups this year. One in January, one in July. There was some uh, draining of knees and injecting of knees and oral steroids and limping and crutches for no freaking reason. It's not like I ran or twisted it. What was I doing? Walking around the house. Anyway, there's no chalk right now. If I could hit the, a button and say your joints will feel like this for the rest, rest of your life, I would do it. My shoulders don't hurt. My knees don't hurt. My hip that was hurting is not hurting right now because you never know when it's going to hurt forever and when it's going to go away. That's why, we don't, that's why I don't go to the doctor. It's like, well, give it three days. Give it two weeks. What are they going to do? They can't fix you unless they do surge. That's going to cost you a lot of money. All right. Chalky Chalk out.
We are back. We are back for the final segment of my podcast. By the way, you can support me. You know I don't have ads. You know, I had ads in the early episodes, and I hated them. And they paid me. Every once in a while, I still get money from people that listen to those old episodes. It racks up listens, and I get paid a handful of pennies here and there. It's fine. But you could be a sponsor of this quality podcast by hitting the uh, sponsor button somewhere on your device. Probably on your phone. Probably on your laptop. You know what? You can do it for as little as 99 cents. Or as much as $2.5 million. Man, that'd be great. Bill Gates, if you're listening to me, just one month sponsor at the $2.5 million level. Be great. All right. Um, This is a big announcement. It's a big announcement. No, I'm not quitting the podcast. In fact, I'm going to get new podcast material, I'm sure. Because Flanny is getting a job. Crowd goes crazy. Why are you getting a job? Couple reasons. I'm bored sitting at the house. My wife, I think she might want to stab me in the face because I'm around all the time asking her questions she does not want to answer. Um, I need to get out of the house. I can't sit around the house all day. And I thought, well, if I got to get out of the house, I might as well make some money. So I'm thinking, where can I work? You know, I'm. I got chalky chalk. That's a, that's part of the problem. So I can't, you know, like lay sod, dig ditches. I can't even go to a job where I'm standing behind a, you know, I'm not going to check out groceries and stand for eight hours. The chalk would not hold up. So I've been on Indeed looking for jobs. Now, I could go back to tutoring. I could go back to a- ACT and SAT prep. I, I did that when I worked for Huntington, and it paid just fine, but I was bored out of my mind, doing the same prep, the same passages, the same stories, the same questions and answers over and over again, and the time just ticked away at such a snail's pace. I didn't want to do it, and I thought about, I interviewed to be a creative writing teacher, and that was weird, because they didn't want to pay me. And I said, well, this is what I charge. Well, they, they were charging. I'm not going to tell you who they were. But I looked on their website. They charged their creative writing kids $50 to $100 per kid per session. And they wanted to pay me you know, like 17 bucks an hour. No. You got four or five kids in there. You're making, you can afford to pay me whatever. So I told her what I, what I charge. I said, well, I'm, I'm 50 bucks an hour. But... You can sell a class with me. You know, I'd given her my, I said, Google me. You can see all my writing. And she did. She was all piped up. She did not want to pay. I said, you can't sell a class unless you have someone that writes. You get a retired teacher that doesn't write, you're not going to sell it. You could sell it with me. I was trying to convince her. Well, she just too tight. And that's fine. It didn't work out. That interview was weird. I don't know if I talked about it on a previous pod. But, yeah, it was weird. I didn't want to do it anyway to be quite honest. So I went to the Domain. Domain is just like outdoor fancy shopping center. They sell, they have Gucci store out there and a coach store and, you know, gosh, the fancy of the fancy restaurants. So I went and I, 
I interviewed at a place. I applied online. They said, come on in. We're having a, a hiring event. Now, I'm not going to tell you where it is because I don't want you coming and bugging me, but I'll give you some hints. I will not be serving people something to eat or drink. I will not be selling clothes or shoes or hats or anything you wear. So that, I'm not going to be selling jewelry, watches. So you go in there and walk around, you might can find it. But I will say it's a product that I actually use at home and enjoy. And I get a discount. So anyway, I set up for this interview and I had zero expectations of getting hired. Because you know why? I'm too old. They look at me and it's like, yeah, no, you don't, you aren't young enough. You're not hipster enough. You're not cool enough. Um, you're too tall. You got chalky chalk. I went in there. It's like, no, I'm not going to get hired. I couldn't even get an interview with Tacoba Bookstore. I couldn't get an interview at Tom, Tomlinson's Pet Store. Two places that I thought, well, I like pets. I like boots. Couldn't even get an interview. But they gave me an interview. So it's like, okay. So I dressed for me nice, which means not a t-shirt, not tennis shoes, and not jeans. Was I going to win a fashion award? No, but that's the thing. I wanted to say, this is kind of what I'm wearing. This is the best I got. So I went in, person was at the door, I said, well, I'm here for that hiring event. They go, oh, right there in the back, there are two women. And they were just waiting for people. Open, open interviews from noon to six. I think I came in about 1230. Nobody was there. And there were, I think, seven or eight people, if I'm not mistaken, that had RSVP'd I saw on the app. They had a list, and I was on it. So I sat down, I introduced myself, we started talking. She goes, well, tell me about yourself. And I, I told them, you know, I used to teach school. I don't ever say I'm retired, because all, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, you're too old. So I was not telling them. They could figure out my age if they look, I suppose. I'm not, it's not like I'm Methuselah, but I'm not fucking winning any races. But uh, we got on the subject of, you know, I'm empty nester, I have two dogs. Oh, what kind of dog? And we started talking about dogs. Well, then one of the ladies, she opens up the phone. Here, you want to see a picture of my dogs? Well, yes, I do. Do you want to see a picture of my dogs? Well, yes, I do. And I showed him Clementine, and I showed him Leroy, and I told him about Rocky walking the track, and I told him about our one-eyed foster dog. Well, you guess what? They fucking loved me, because I was a dog guy. We talked about other stuff. She had to go through a little list of, of um, questions. We had a great conversation. Basically, it's like, yeah, you're hired. We'll send you an email. We'll send you a link. There's a drug screening involved. And uh, how much do you want to work? Here's the pay. I said, yeah, you know, part-time is what, I, what they were filling. I said, part-time, I think it's 20 hours. So 20 hours, give or take. It's great. Um... I don't want to work all the weekends. I'll work a Saturday, I'll work a Sunday, but I'm not doing them both all the time. I'm open in the morning, in the evening, I don't care. I'm an empty nester, I don't have kids at home, it's fine. I need the dough, my, my dog vet bills are out through the roof. Okay, so um, I got the email, I filled it out. I don't know where I have to go pee in a cup, but here's the thing, am I gonna pass a drug test? Yeah, because it's not 1982. That's why I'll pass. I don't even drink that much. Do I smoke the wacky weed? Do I smoke the left-handed cigarette? No. Do I snort up the cocaine? No. Do I do opioids? No. What other drugs are there? Do I do LSD? No. 
So I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass that. Well, my fr- well, I have friends that would not pass that because they can't stop smoking the wacky weed. So, I might tell you where I work in a future episode, but for now, I'm not jinxing it. I haven't started yet. Do do I get free goods and discounts? Yeah. They're going to give me some free stuff and some discounted stuff. Stuff I use. The free stuff, that stuff's going on the market, just like Scholastic Books, baby. That's just like a bonus, because I don't need it. I already got it. But they give it anyway, so I'm taking it. I told a few people what I'm getting. Can I have it? No, it's mine. You want to buy it? No. What kind of asshole asked me for free stuff? It's my stuff. I'll buy it. You know, if someone said, hey, I got an extra whatever, you want it? Yeah, how much? I'll just take it. See, that's... They didn't do it. They just... Anyway. Guys, let's thank our sponsors. First of all, let's thank me getting a job. I've never... I've never really had a job. I taught school and I tutored kids. Before that, I worked in a lumber yard and a movie theater and a grocery store. I drove a forklift, but I haven't done that kind of stuff. So, now this place caters to kind of high-end people, buying high-end stuff. If they come in there, if someone comes in there with a tood, I'm not taking it. I'd rather be fired than take a tood. I'm not taking a tood. I'm not going to slap them, but I'm going to tell them, you know what, eat a dick. Because I don't like your tood. Mr. Flanagan, you'll have to leave. You cannot... That's fine. It's fair. Fair enough. I called him a dick because he had a tood. I can't work there anymore. That's fair. I have no problem with it. Let's thank our sponsors. Matt Beard, Ray Ballant, Allison Crow, Johnny Schrader, Will Flanagan, Mariah Johnson. You could be a sponsor. Do you know how much money I rack in from sponsorships? Not that much. But I appreciate every penny, because that is free tacos, baby. Free tacos. Intro music by uh, Brother Mike Flanagan. Outro music. You know what? I mess that up every time. Intro music by Brother Joe Freund. Outro outro music, Brother Mike Flanagan. And uh, guys, make it a great day. Thanks for listening to the uh, podcast. Brought to you by Getting a Job. Just irritated Mm -hmm.